we're going to start by creating and funding a dedicated legal SWAT team for each provincial courthouse. Each team will be led by an experienced Crown Attorney and each team will have only one mission, keeping violent gun criminals behind bars and away from bail. That's the Premier earlier today, $25 million earmarked for fighting guns and gangs and the violence, and uh, you heard him. I mean, this is an idea that uh, had been floated, and some were saying, I don't know if it would even make constitutional muster because people can't necessarily be denied bail or there are certain protocols or uh, criteria in place uh, that already vet them and their qualifications for such. But here we go. Stephen Holliday, I'll ask you if uh, this is the right approach to take versus what uh, some on the left are suggesting uh, would be better if the monies had gone to social programs, mentorships, job opportunities, and so on and so forth. Well, I think Premier Ford hit two bullseyes on this. And the first is something that we talked about at City Council when we discussed some of the gun violence was the lack of people's confidence in the system when they see people uh, get arrested for a crime, they know they did it, uh, or at least they believe that they, they know that that person did it, and the person is back out on bail. You know, it, it, uh, it erodes confidence in the whole system. And I often wonder, you know, do witnesses want to come forward when they see that thing happening? Um, do people feel like justice is being served? Do they feel good about their communities? So anything that the Premier can do to help the system to make sure that when those people are caught, they, they are left behind bars until they go through their trial process within the confines of the law, I'll add that, that's important, um, is good. We don't want to see anyone out on mistakes or for lack of evidence or, or lack of resources to go and make sure all the people are in the right place at the courts. And the other important piece is the money that he's brought forward talks about um, technology and systems in place to gather information. And this goes in the context of not reopening the carding discussion. And the Premier was clear about that. He's not going down that path. But I, one of the other things I learned from the police chief when he addressed council was that he talked about the importance of gathering information, intelligence, and evidence. Yeah, about a third of the money goes towards that, digital technology and so on and right. so forth. And that's a good news story because that helps to make sure that when people are caught, they, they have successful prosecutions and they do end up in behind bars where they belong. All right, proactive but, policing. David, go you ahead. You know, Stephen, I'm, I'm glad you said within the confines of the law as regards uh, bail is that we do have rules of law. And the fact is, is that uh, people go into the court system and they're judged by the court system. They're given bail if they meet the criterion and they're not given bail if they don't. Uh, the, the idea that people might not feel like, like the law is progressing the way they want it to well, that might fit a kind of populist view, but it doesn't necessarily uh, meet a legal standard. And I think we've we've got to be uh, very careful here to to judge this for what it's going to be able to do without going in and actually changing the law, as a, as it were. You know, SWAT, special weapons and tactics. Um, I don't know what the special weapons are going to be, other than if they are these listening devices and cameras all over the place. Well, he's and talking I, about, I guess, being proactive and having... A for want of a better term, somebody who's uh, really minding the store down at the courthouse, challenging bail, that kind of idea, and uh, maybe then keeping tabs on some of the folks who are released on bail, making sure they're living up to their bail uh, conditions. So, but you see, the uh, opposite of that, or the obverse would be, uh, and the, a lot of the, the, the people on the left and counselor uh, submitting that this is the wrong approach to take. In fact, uh, social programs are a better expenditure of $25 million. The root causes thing sort of arises. Let me get Peter Sherman in here. I mean, Peter, uh, which approach do you think would be more impactful and effective if you had $25 million to spend on the file? 
Well, I'm a little tired of hug a thug, frankly, and uh, and so I'm happy to hear the premier talking in those terms. SWAT, um, in his lexicon, I think in this case, doesn't mean anything about special weapons, even though that's what the SNW stand for. I think he's talking about fast action teams that are highly trained in how to use the uh, the system appropriately, dedicated to the gangs and guns uh, issue that's before the courts. Judges have a fair amount of uh, discretion when it comes to how bail is administered. And one of the things that's happened that uh, has put so many people with guns on the street is uh, they appear, they uh, are, are charged, they, uh, they post bail, or sometimes they're just released and uh, they're back on the street and there's retribution in two days and somebody else gets shot that should never ever be the case and uh, i'm not into filling up jails for the sake of it on the one hand on the other hand i want to keep the bad guys um in in a way uh, that is uh, as far from me and everybody else who's a law-abiding citizen as possible so uh, within the confines of the law yes let's do what we can all right, uh, and so obviously uh, there's going to be some blowback here suggesting that Ford's gone about it the wrong way, but I see uh, two out of three. That's the majority. Uh, sorry about that, Mr. Sparrow. <clears throat> I'll just tell you, though, I'd like to see this $25 million, if it's going to be spent on policing, putting more police officers into neighborhoods and and actually uh, interacting. They're promising with, um, to do that as well. They yeah. are. Yeah, but let's not forget who we're after here on this. Now, I understand the value of social programs to help um, youth uh, from entering the gang structure to give them a choice in life to go down an employment path. But we're talking about gangsters here. They're driven by money and by greed. I'm not sure it's a fair assumption to say that they're poor and that's why they're doing this. They're in it for the drug money. They're in it, uh, you know, for the organized crime element. And it's those top dogs are the ones that are orchestrating these shootings and all of these things going on. And they're the ones that the courts are after. Yeah, but there was a, a press conference by, I guess, uh, amongst the participants the other day. Yesterday uh, was the mother of the two girls who had been shot in the playground in that uh, wanton disregard of human life shooting uh, earlier in the summer. And uh, the claim being made there was that uh, poverty is really the issue. If you uh, were to take a look at the uh, troubled neighborhoods or communities in the city and then looked at the violent crime uh, and also the socioeconomic, uh, the people who are marginalized in that, they overlap. So they're saying this is the root cause, poverty. Poverty is the root cause. I, I understand what you're saying. These people just looking for a quick score and the gang life and perhaps it's their ersatz family or something like that. So you're not buying in that uh, it's just lack of jobs and so on and so forth, Stephen. Well, I think it's just part of the mix of why people turn into crime. But if you want to take money at this juncture, I'm not sure that the best investment of the $25 million is directly into those social programs. You need a lot of money to try to solve that larger issue. I'm quite happy to see it invested uh, far more, let's say, surgically into what the Premier has proposed to go after those top dogs, the ones that are orchestrating the crimes. All right. So a frontline approach. Let me come back. There's another story that uh, is rather interesting where the province may face a lawsuit uh, on a human rights violation because it has to do with a sex ed curriculum. Interesting where the lead applicant in the case is an 11-year-old transgender student due to start grade six in September. And uh, we'll find out whether the panel feels this case has merit or not in a moment here on The Oakley Show. Peter Sherman, Stephen Holliday, David Sparrow, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.